Welcome to Women and Children First After Us, and welcome back to, to us. That was weird. Uh, so I'm just here to say hi to my friends, Alan and Fred, and I'm Andrew. How are you guys doing? Hello, how are you? Hi. Hi, Andrew. How are you doing? Hanging in there, doing the best we can. I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> well, I wanted to talk about... I've been encountering this more and more, but so I like to bike a lot in parks and everything. And there used to be a certain etiquette when you go to a park. So, you know, since it's the public, they have to act a certain way. You can't just do whatever you want. Yes. I've just noticed that people seem to be way more selfish nowadays. And not even just in, like, when I'm biking and everything. Just, like, in general. Like, ever since the pandemic, I feel like everyone that had to spend time with themselves or just, like, or with their families, they just don't, they care even less now, like, how they're perceived in public. I don't know if it, is, if it is, like, that with you guys, like, if you notice that. or Everyone, everyone we encounter are very selfish. And they don't care about nobody else. They didn't care before the pandemic. Now they care less about their fellow human being. Right, exactly. The thing I notice, like, when I bike, usually I could just pass them, you know, where I say, you know, like, I'm on your left or, you know, all that stuff. Now I always see people just taking up the whole pathway with, like, their dogs or just walking. They're talking to their friends. And then I say to that, I say to... You know, I'm coming in on one of your side, you know, your sides, and I need to get past you. And then they just, they just don't really do that. And used to be, they would. So, I don't know. This will go into oh, uh, no courtesy. They're ruthless. Right. There's no courtesy. There's just right. Yeah, there's no courtesy for your fellow human being, it feels like. Right, they don't want to less. give you the right of way. Yeah, no right of way. And it's on the it's on the highways also on the roads. Yeah. And my street uh recently had its street paved, finally. It's been decades since we needed to. And I've noticed the weirdest thing of people just walking in the middle of the street, even though there's cars going around, like on the road. And there's like bikers going around too, like me. Just, I don't get it. I don't get why people do this. I don't get what's wrong with people. Like I always tell Fred about, he'll say about uh, the guy drove the car. He didn't look where he's going, or he didn't care. I said because he could do whatever he wants to do. He don't care. Yet. Yeah. I just, it just feels like they think they they are entitled to it, or they own it. They own the world. Uh, that's all or anything. That's all over in stores, on the road, all over. Just drives me crazy. They they're showing you they're living every minute of their life, and uh, they're the ones that escaped. Well, I know we were talking about when the pandemic was going on, and you guys told me you lost a uh, a family that you were close with. If you want to well, talk a little bit about that, a couple of members of that family passed away, and uh, we cared more 
for the ones that passed away than members of their own family. Why is that? Because they don't care that, that they're alive and they don't care. They're the ones that escape death. Funny how that works, huh? They never talk about them. And we care about the people that that, that died more than, than their brothers and sisters cared. They didn't care at all. And they show it to you. But we're the lucky ones that escaped it. Yeah. It's crazy how that works. Because usually probably those kinds of people would not take the precautions necessary to be safe, you know? To not, you know, spread that thing. They would only, you know, they would be selfish about it. They're like, I'm not doing that. You know, like wearing right. masks and things like that. You know, taking precautions to not, you know, harm people they are supposed to care about, you know? You would think after the pandemic, everyone would care for their fellow human being and be more caring what everyone went through, and they're not. They're really not. They just, it's like they just doubled down on just being even more selfish. Right, they're showing it to you. Right. Now they're not afraid to. Which... They were never afraid of. And they're horrible people. I feel like there was a certain... There was a social pressure, is how I describe it. You know, you don't want to show that in public, because it's just not a good look for you. But now, it's like... Everyone does it. Or if a lot of people do it. Not everyone. Well, not everyone, you. obviously. All they show you... They're the only ones who count. It's me, 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 me. They don't care about anybody, even family members. They don't care about no one, only themselves. Yeah. I always translated to when I was working with you guys. Our department was, it had some, some really selfish people. And troublemakers. And troublemakers. Because I always remember there was this woman... And because of how she looked, she got bullied. And people constantly talked about her. And I hated that. Because I know for you guys too, but I've been bullied. And I hate that. And I hate it when other people bully other people that don't, you know, and, don't need to. And we were always bullied. Yeah. And we were always, and we were always blamed for everything. Even on our days off, we were blamed. Right. Whatever went on, everything came down to us. And we never said one word to anybody, but we were on everyone's mind to be blamed for stuff. You're just the scapegoat. You're easy to just use you right. to blame for their problems or anything. Right. And the other workers were jealous if we had friendship with customers and we took good care of them. They were all jealous of it. Yeah. But yeah. I I remember coworkers that we worked with and just bullying that poor woman. And I just I did what everyone else wouldn't do is just walk up to her and just start talking to her and just say, if you need any help, just let me know. And she knew those people were talking about her. And I said, you know, I said, just forget about them. You know, they're not worth it. You know, things like you guys would say. Yeah. Well, they talk about me and 
Me and Freddy every day also. Yeah. I don't know why. I have no, I have no business with them. And we're still on everyone's mind. Yeah. I know I've tried to get you off my mind, but they're like <laughs> the opposite. And I don't know, a different worker said, we piss everyone off. I don't know how we do that when I don't even bother with anybody. I don't know how you could piss someone off if they're not even interacting with you, but yeah. Right. That, that <laughs> it's not like you it. guys go out and just like, I'm going to ruin that person's day. Like, I'm going to no. piss them off. No, no, no they, you they guys never do that. No, they show you they're interfering in my business. Right. Well, it shows more about them, right? It shows more about how insecure and just how damaged they are if they have to do it to other people like that. Right. Like recently, uh, one co-worker, he minded my business. If I had to go to the bathroom or on a break or take medicine, everything was his business. And he got away with it. A long time till finally I, I said something one day and they didn't like what I said. Oh, is this the person who took over my jobs? Right. Yeah. Okay. What did he do again? I remember you told me. Minute he minded everyone's business. He timed you if you went to the bathroom. Okay, that's creepy. If really you're close. If you're closing and he's leaving early, he minds your business about the things that you're getting ready to close up, whatever you have to clean, and he's not cleaning it for you. I don't know why he cares so much because he's he's not he was never anyone's boss. Right. He's in the same what, position as you guys. That's what the people told. Oh yeah. I've seen that so many times. He wants he wants to be popular. Yeah, popular by being a pain in the neck. Right. And if you came in on your day off to talk to a manager about a different day that you needed a day off, he, he was in the room minding your business. You go, is that the story you're going with? And there's nothing to it. He shouldn't even be in the room when you're talking to a manager. Yeah, it doesn't even concern him. No, it doesn't. And even if it did concern him, he shouldn't even be there anyway. That's right. Well, that was like uh, what you guys were telling me when you bumped into my mom at the store. And it's like he was uh, just like darting all over your around you, just uh, eavesdropping what you're saying. I just should have put him in his place that day. Yeah. I was talking to your mom, and he went in back of me, like someone trying to get in when if they saw a newscaster in the street was doing a story. And yeah, they're like trying to wave thing. to the camera or something. Right, like you try to run in behind the newscaster to get on the nose. Yeah. Yeah, you should have said something. That's just rude. Yeah. That's right, you should have, you should have told them off. It's okay to tell someone off if they're acting like an asshole. <laughs> well, this guy... There's no one. There's no bigger asshole than this fellow. Are you sure that's a that's a contest that could easily be contested for with a few people there right now? Right. Well, he's one of the biggest. Yeah. And it's not only here. It's in every place you'll go. There's always some people that mind your business uh, at every job. Yeah, they're just 
They're really nosy. Mm. And usually when I found those people that are nosy is they have nothing going on in their lives. That they have to I don't know. Get involved with someone else's lives like this. And Wherever you're gonna go, there's there's terrible workers and there's spies and snakes and they look for trouble. Yeah. We've had our share fair share of spies and sneaks. Like years ago, my mother worked in a school mm -hmm. and uh, one woman worked next to her and she didn't tell for years that she was the principal's aunt and she was listening to what other workers said about the principal. Just her little spy? Right. Hmm. She didn't tell. They found out years later that was the principal's aunt. Wow. And she was, she was in there listening if anybody ever talked about him. I never liked this whole doggy dog world mentality of just like working, right? Like you, especially for what we do or what I did, what I did with you guys was just dealing with customers every day and dealing with their crap. I was like, I don't need to deal with my coworkers crap too. It's like, I should at least have one side where I could trust they won't do anything that just causes more like just crap to happen in my life. You know? No, you, you had crap from the customer. Mm. You had crap from co-workers. You had crap from the managers. Right. Everybody had something to say. And no one ever gave you a good compliment. But hey, if you did something wrong. Yeah. I mean, I've gotten some good compliments from customers. But that's about it. Yeah, it's... That's why I was happy when we finally had our little group when we were working. That we actually had people we could rely on and we had a sense of camaraderie. Well, you thought you had some fun. Uh, yeah, we had some make, fun. To make, the work, to make the time and the work easier. Yeah, time flew by when we were just like, all right, we know who we're working with. You know, we can, you know, relax around each other. We could say, you know, we could be more comfortable around each other. And we're probably not going to get in trouble. We're going to get each other, in, each other in trouble. Well, once we learned each other, that we had a, a pretty good time, even though the work was hard. Yeah, yeah, we all knew the work sucked, but we're all in it together. Right. Yeah. But then you had other workers that were backstabbers still. Yeah. I don't know. You know what I always thought was, I always felt like some of them were jealous of our group because of how much more tightly knit we were and just how, like, how much we worked better together. And you were at different hours than us, like earlier or something, mm -hmm. and you heard it, what went on, everyone talked about us. I heard it all. Right. Every day. And you know, we didn't even do nothing with them. No, they'd be talking about you before you even got there. Right. <laughs> Which was wild. A few times I was like, why are you talking about them right now? Like, they're not even here. <laughs> You're talking to people that are not even in this building. Right. We, all, we were on everyone's mind. 
said before I say it again, I never understood it. I always try to get you guys to stop talking about me. <laughs> everyone, and then everyone would always tell the jokes that you said about me. It was like, rush over to me. It's like, oh. They yeah, say but I did joke. it. I never did it behind your back. Right? Oh, yeah, I did it. Right. Right in front of me. I was not hidden. No, I wasn't hidden. I can at least say I respected you, Alan, for saying it in front of me. Right. I never did it behind your back. Yeah. So whatever thank you. Thought, so thank I you for cracking those jokes right in front of me. Whatever I thought of was right laid on a platter right in front of you. I wasn't yeah. behind your back. And everyone else scooped it up. Because they, 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 they're simple-minded, and whatever they heard me say, they repeated. Yeah, they're just like parrots. And they're still doing it today. They can't help themselves. What, repeating your jokes that you said a while ago? Uh, even six, seven years ago. Damn. Still repeating. A long time ago. Right. Like, uh, one of the stories was that if they saw a beautiful woman, I would say a tasty morsel and a Ritz cracker. So one of the guys that works there, that that he, he didn't perform for you a friendship that you thought you are going to have with him. Yeah. And he still brings it up. He'll go... Uh, a box of Ritz crackers I need. When he sees a beautiful girl. He's real original. I mean, you know, all the time I knew him, I can't really think of a joke he actually made up on his own that was really funny. No, he copies whatever I said. Yeah. I always heard your jokes. He steals from the best. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far, but... Okay, come. <laughs> yeah. I always thought that was a, a sign of flattery or endearment, but I guess not. Uh, no, they told me not to be me, that they're repeating my stuff. Yeah. Uh, everyone repeats it, because they can't, they can't think it themselves, and it's great, and it's original. It is original. You say some things I never would have thought of. <laughs> like one work uh, that's here now, uh, he keeps telling me that he's a great worker and a great worker. So one day he's telling it to the boss and he's standing there looking at me that I should tell it. So I said, yeah, you are a great worker. You keep telling me that. <laughs> so even the boss was laughing. That's pretty good. Right. He said to me, uh, ain't I a good worker? I said, that's what you always tell me. <sighs> and then he also said to me, when something happened, he forgot to do something one day. He said, you didn't make me look good in front of the boss. And he kept saying it and I didn't answer. Then he said it again. So I said, how can I make you look good? I'm not a plastic surgeon. <laughs> Wait, this is not the same person that that's not no. the one who took over my duties, right? No. Oh. Him after he uh minding my business about going to the bear, I don't look at him anymore. 
Mm. Oh yeah. Okay. I don't look at I don't look at him at all. Was it? Oh, I was just thinking of a former coworker. Uh, Denise, what did he say to you? He was like, I don't want to end up like Alan and Fred or right. something. Right. Uh, this fella, he was going to college and supposedly he was uh, doing something with IT work. And we were working with him and we always had a little bit of a conversation at night. And one day out of the blue, while he's talking to us, he goes, I don't want to end up like you and your brother, two bums. So after that, I didn't look at him no more. And now that he comes in, he's about 500 pounds he gained. He don't look like he's doing anything. Well, he's the bum now. Right. I think he had a nervous breakdown. That sounds like it. You don't just go from whatever he was to that. He was a skinny little Went guy. 80 pounds to 500. Yeah, that's a huge change. And after he talked... After he talked about me, he buys 10 bags of smart popcorn and skinny pop, I mean, and I don't know what he eats it all at once. He's about 500 pounds now. And you can roll him down the aisle. And he was worried about me. He's like the that girl from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory that blew up. Oh, he's, he's very big now. And he was worried to insult me. Funny how that works, and then it happens to them. And whoever looks for trouble, um, I like to see them get paid back, but it takes a long time for you to see it. That's why I want to believe that eventually that does happen. They get some form of retribution. But it doesn't always happen. It doesn't happen fast enough and not enough. Right. Yeah. It doesn't. I wish it and, did. And if they give someone some power, it goes to their head. If they uh, work twitching at a manager or something, it, it, it goes to their head. They got another little power trip, you mean, right? Right, like one woman in a different department told us she was best friends with a young fella and she taught him everything. Then, sometime later, he went away to another store and he became a manager or an assistant manager. And when he came back to see her, there was no more friendship. First thing he did was go after her and try to make her trouble. Hmm. Wow. But when he was on same level with her. He was her best friend. Yeah. There's too many people that let it get to their heads. I could think of at least two people right now. But who do, who does something like that? You're friends with someone. You come back and you're looking at to destroy their life. I don't know. I've had my fair share of bad friends, and you guys have too, I'm sure. Well, all in a, they weren't really friends. Yeah. I just, it's tough. That's that's what I could say. But actually, I wanted to talk about there was this movie that you guys told me about. It was like a it was a cult classic, right? And Andy Griffith. It was a very called, good movie. 
a face in a the face crowd. In the yeah. It was a very good movie. Uh, one day I was watching the internet in the morning and looking at the internet and they gave you a story, 80 old movies that people forgot. So I go down the list. Some of them I know, some I didn't. And I look, I come across one. I never heard of the movie. And I sort of said, Andy Griffith. And Andy Griffith, we always liked. So I put it on. And it was a black and white movie. And I started watching it. And Freddie comes into the room. He was in another room. And he says, oh, what kind of junk or crap are you watching? Sat down a few minutes later. He was hypnotized by it. And since that time, he watched it about 100 times since that day. And then you guys told me about it. Right. And you learn a lesson from it. I was surprised how culturally relevant that movie is still, even to today. Right. right. It's a great movie. Yeah. Like all the things he does to people and how he, like. It was like headed of the time. It was definitely ahead of the time. Like if you haven't then, seen it and never heard of it, that's okay. It's it's pretty obscure actually. It was but uh you should definitely Face watch in it. The crowd, 1957. Yeah, it's one one hell of a film. I wanted to watch it at least four or five times by now since he told me. Right, see, yeah, and you you love it. There's just a lot to chew on. Like you know, like you know how some movies there's like there's a lot of layers to it that you just like one viewing isn't enough for you to fully uh, understand right. it. You gotta watch it a few times to appreciate it. That's right. what happened. That's what happened years ago with the movie Pulp Fiction. Uh, we saw it the first time. We we didn't understand it or really like it. And then we watched it. He watched that about a hundred times already. Yeah, that's one of his favorites now. A great movie. But this face in the crowd was really a great movie. It's kind of eye-opening. Because then you just look at today, and this is exactly what people do. <laughs> it's right. like, how do they get ahead, or in the, like, in the entertainment business, or just in life in general? It's, it's surprising. What a, what a, what, and he was the one, he played the best part he played. Yeah. Wasn't it? Oh, wait. Because this movie didn't do well at the time, then he really didn't do any more dramatic acting like this. This was like his first and only one. And then he did his, uh, what, Andy Griffith show? Right. Yeah, he just never went back to this dramatic acting, which is a real shame because I think he's fantastic. He's really good at it. Right. The only dramatic acting he did after was he played a lawyer in the show Matlock. Okay, I've never seen that. Yeah, it was, uh, it was on for a few years. He was a, like a country lawyer. And people thought they can't, tr they could trick him, mm -hmm. and he solved every case. Oh, okay. For his clients. I'm glad you liked the movie because you're a tough judge. <laughs> I didn't you're used to be tough, that. You're a very tough critic, and I was, I was happy to advise you to watch it. I just, I try not to get. Hyped up about things because people just get caught up with things. And no, but I've... you saw, but you saw this is a great movie. Yeah, I gave it a shot, you know, because you guys raved about it. And yeah, it was, it was great. I just like to see him. I just like to see this 
rise. He had his rise to fame, and then you had this gradual downfall. And you could see it, like, you could see that moment in that movie. There's like, he shouldn't have done that. Like, he should not have, you know, done this right, to was, the main... Right, that was all of him, and yeah. it shows you, you can't talk about anybody. Yeah. Keep it to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. What, uh, like, my brother didn't learn, like, if we're going to a different store or anything, or anywhere, I, and he's talking about someone, then someone comes up. And just recognizes your voice. And they said, oh, we know those voices anyway. That's why I always tell them, you don't talk about anything. Well, if you do, talk in code about someone or anything, because someone's always there listening. And wherever you we go, someone always knows us. That's true. Well, I mean, let's be real. It doesn't help that you guys are wearing trucker hats, sunglasses, and sweatshirts, even if it's in the summer. Okay, thanks a lot. <laughs> but just say, you stand out like a sore thumb. Well, I like to keep a low profile. Right. Your definition of a low profile is not what you think it is. <laughs> Wherever we go, someone knows us. You stand out. You guys stand out. Thanks. You have no one to blame but yourself for that. Your fashion <laughs> choice. <laughs> but yeah, that movie is was great. I'm really glad I watched it. And then it made me want to go through older movies too. What right. I, I, uh, there was a, a movie. People, all right. No, a lot of people wouldn't think they want to watch a black and white movie, but it was so good. Yeah, there was nothing wrong with black and white movies. Uh, I think the movie I watched after that was Citizen Kane. And I watched that when I was in high school. And I never watched it. Did you ever watch it? Oh, never watched it. I heard it, never watched it. I did not care for it. When I first watched it, I was like, this is boring. So when I watched it again, I'm glad that A Face in the Crowd gave me an appreciation to, you know, you know, just because it's old doesn't mean it's bad or irrelevant. No. It's it, just, but it was, you know, what was, was available well at the time, the technology. It was, it was well made, and it covered everything that you would think of. Yeah. I mean, I appreciate Citizen Kane. I still don't love it, but I understand what they're trying to, let the the message of it was now because now that i've an i analyzed the message of a face in the crowd and the you know the character motivations and everything like that so it helped i'm so i'm glad i did i'm glad you watched it and because you're a tough critic and i didn't know how if you're going to watch it or not and i told you you learn a, a great lesson from it right you had to watch it with an open mind right like, don't expect anything. Just, just watch it. Right. You saw how a drunken bum in a jail rose to fame. Yeah, because he just was charismatic as hell. 
<laughs> he was. Just like that drunken bum we knew. Right. <laughs> you beat me toes. <laughs> That's how the drunken bum gets along with everyone like that. He turns on That's the charm. Right. He tried to... I don't know if I told you guys this. He tried to turn on the charm because after a while I got pissed off at him and he knew it. I was like, I just... Because, you know, he did the whole thing of calling out or showing up late to work. Things like that. And I got pissed. I'm he's, like... He's still, he's still filming. I know he still does it, but my point is he knew that I wasn't happy about it. And he still tried to charm me into like basically like, you know, it's okay. Uh, it's okay if I do it. And I'm like, no, it's not okay. Because... For anyone that doesn't know, like, you know, people don't know me, like, you can only charm me so much before I just eventually, you can't pull the wool over my eyes, and I'm just like, I'm not falling for your BS again. The only one that really Andy Griffith hurt in that movie was the woman that he was going to marry, and himself. Yeah. He was his downfall. Should have married that woman. Right, she was a good woman, honest, and she made him the star that he was. Yeah, she was right. She made him who he was. Without him, he'd still be in a jail. And she believed in him. Yeah. And she loved whatever he did. He went to go talk to a meeting of all businessmen for a product they were selling, and they couldn't sell it. He came into the room, charmed everyone. He made up a song in two minutes. Oh, uh, the male enhancement drug? Right. <laughs> and it became the biggest seller because he said it. He said, make it, make it orange, make it yellow, a different color. Yeah. He knew what to say. And she looked, all businessmen and advertising executives, they couldn't sell it. This drunken bum, he knew how to sell the product for everybody. Right. Yeah, that was good. That was a funny little bit. I was just trying right. to sell this little. Right, he took a few uh, aspirins. Yeah. And then he went after the secretary. He ran after all the secretaries <laughs> yeah. in the room. He reminded me of me. I know Fred <laughs> would want that pill. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need the pill. You don't need the help, though, I was just saying. No, I don't need the pill. You do just fine on your own. No, thanks. And he <laughs> showed, at least you know it. And he, know. Showed, he showed in the beginning of the movie that. A waitress was looking at him in a restaurant, and then he after he had her in the hotel room. Slept with her at night. Mm. And then the other woman that he was supposed to marry came into the room, so he said, thanks for bringing me to breakfast. Okay, let's not spoil the whole movie for people that may have not seen it. Well, it's a wonderful movie. It's a wonderful movie. Go check it out. We all love it. Yeah. It's, it's it's not many things I actually really like. So when I say but now, it's but now, it's you know right. You're a tough critic, and and I I didn't know how I was going to get you to watch it. Just tell me it. Just say it, and then yeah, if I'm interested. I'll watch it. If I'm not, I won't. Just, right. Just how it is. Because, well, because I always great. well, I always find people just overhype things or things like that and I get tired of it. No, if nothing's good, I wouldn't tell you about it. This mm. happened to be a, a great movie to learn a lesson from. Yeah. And it was ahead of its time and it was well made. 
and well acted. Everyone played their part great in it. Yeah. I really like the leads. The main female lead and the main male lead. And the right. They're both great. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's just, just a good commentary on society and people. Right, it was a, me a memorable movie. Yeah. Because as, you know, we've talked about, people are not the... People are complicated. Whether that's their own fault or their decisions they make. And it's not only with what you said earlier in the in the broadcast about about people being selfish. People are liars, cheaters, crooks, and they look what they could steal from someone else, just like the other movie, The Founder. Ooh, Did you ever yeah. see that movie? I like that movie. Um with uh, Michael Keaton? Mike Right. You've seen it? Yeah, is the he was playing the Ray Kroc from McDonald's. Ray, yeah, Ray Kroc. Ray Kroc from whatever. Right. He learned he learned the and befriended the two brothers who owned McDonald's and then he stole it from them. Yeah, he made them sign so they start doing a franchise and start doing right. different locations instead of just that one because those brothers they said they have tried to branch out more, but it just failed because, you know, there's a inconsistency in the quality of the food or the, the products because they're not there to, to maintain oversee that. It. Yeah, right. oversee it. And then he stole another uh, restaurant tour's wife. Oh, yeah. When he, uh... Yeah, it was because of the milkshakes. Right. They were trying to do instant milkshakes, so you just put in a powder and just put it in water or something, right. milk or something. He, he, he fell in love with her, divorced his own wife. Yeah. Even though his wife was supportive to him all the way. But not enough, he thought. Yeah. Well, he always thought she wanted him to fail or something, or she didn't believe in him. Even though she's always supported him financially and everything. And emotionally. He thought not enough. Yeah, he was. She you know, the gist of it fault. was he was very ambitious, but he was also a bit desperate. Like he wanted something to succeed. So it shows you about even in those days, uh, people are selfish and rotten, and what they could steal from someone else, they will. Right. Whatever they can he do to get ahead. Right. He legally stole it from the two McDonald brothers. Yeah, there was a loophole. In the documents they were signing. And he's just, he got them. Just, yep. Right, so it shows you that it's still going on today. It never stops. That never stopped. I had no doubt about that. I wish it just, I wish we made progress though. As people. Well, you, you have, and it's got worse and worse. Well, Bring it back to it. I think, like I said, I think the pandemic exacerbated the the problem even more. So not, it's just not good. Because they show you they're living every day, and they don't care about nobody else. No, they don't. Only themselves. 
Yeah. And they're showing you, no, and they're showing you, they're the lucky ones who escape uh, the Black Plague, and that's it, they're the lucky ones. They're the survivors, now they can act however they want. Right. Right. You would think, after what the world went through, everyone would care for their fellow human being, their brother, their sister, and they would care for you. And it's not that way. went the opposite way. I can't disagree with you there. I mean... Yeah, without going too much more into it, it's just... It's not... Not a good... State to be in for us. No. Because nobody helps anyone else or cares about their fellow human beings. Right. You're right. Those people are selfish and they only care about number one. Yeah, not everyone can be number one. Anyway, you could you get become better by working together with people. Not by just acting self. Yeah, but it's going on. But, but for the ages, it's going on. Never stopped. I know. I know. You'll have one guy that you hate working with you. You'll go to another place. You're not escaping it. There'll be someone else at a different job. It's the same thing again. Well, that's true. I do remember when I had a second job when I was working with you guys, and then I was uh, valeting cars. Man, everyone there, they just wanted their own tips and everything. They were just doing whatever they could to cut other people out, like the coworkers I was supposed to work with, you know? Right. Like, those people that were there for longer were just just taking on themselves to try to get the bigger tip. You know, they just make all kinds of excuses like, oh, you haven't been here long enough. Let me just take that one and you take this other one. That's not going to give you much. They, they, know, they, already know. they know who experienced customers want. Mm-hmm. That's anywhere you go. That's it. So it's like a waiter and a waitress. It's the same thing. Yeah. Funny thing was, there was one event I did, and it was a high school prom. And the thing is, high school students don't have money. So they can't tip you, really. And if they do, it's like a dollar to five dollars. And yes, I've gotten tipped a dollar. Or sometimes I get tipped nothing. Just because, yeah. But actually, yeah, it was, a, it was a bit of a karma kind of situation because I basically got, like, towards the last, like, groups of people because people were trying to snatch up who they thought would give them the most money for tips. Yes. Turns out I got the most amount of money in tips. Just my luck. My luck paid off that time. And you didn't have to split it with the other workers. No, see, I made the mistake of being too honest, and I said how much I got in tips. So then the supervisor, the manager who was in charge, since everyone else got 
terrible tips. It is like, okay, we'll just divide it up. And what I should have done is not say a thing. Or I should have said, I should have questioned him on that policy. If that actually was a thing. Or I could have just refused. Like, these are my tips. Right. No, but I was too, I was naive. I was like, I, I didn't think it, it would matter if I said it. And it, yeah. And then it turns out I only ended up with like five bucks for the night. Because you opened your mouth. I opened my mouth. I was trying. I didn't know any better. Right. And I get punished for that. There was no good. There's nothing good from that except a, you know, a, a bit of a hard lesson to be learned. That's it. <laughs> Don't be honest and open. Yeah, it. I still try to be, but yeah, it can bite you like that. Hmm. You just have to. I'm not saying you should lie, but it's just like sometimes it just doesn't well, pan out the way you shit. think you want it to. Yes. Every everybody wants what you got. Right. They want. They want what you got. They want it all. Only yeah, they want it all. Yeah. And they they envy us. I, we got nothing, and uh, whatever we do, uh, they talk about. You buy a a pair of sunglasses for a dollar in a dollar store. Uh, those sunglasses look great. They look like they were a hundred dollars. Everybody envies it. Whatever we do. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. Whatever we do, they envy us. I know. They'll buy a, a pair of cheap sunglasses in a dollar store. Someone will go, I love those sunglasses. They should mind their own business. Or they get their own sunglasses. <laughs> Or they can they, just ask you, like, oh, yeah, how much were those? Right. They, they, they mind everything you do. If you take a haircut, they tell you about it. You wear a new a pair of shoes, they tell you about it. They look you over from head to toe. I'm surprised no one ever said, I want your trucker hat that you always wear. They said that. Did they really? Yeah, they all say it. They envy it. I don't. <laughs> You're the only one. That must be why we're such a good friends. They they, right. they read they read whatever it says on it, and they they love it. They can't get enough of it. I can get enough. I'm just like, where did you get this? Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> You're the only one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They all talk about it. Sometimes I think they just want to talk about you just because. Well, everyone talks about us. They just want a reason to talk about you. Yeah, yeah. They, and we're on everybody's mouth. Mm. Too bad. But I think that'll do it for this week. Yes. Unless you guys got something else. No, what else would you like to add? Nothing. No, you did great. Yeah, we all did great, but you yeah. told your opinion. Yeah, and you told, yeah, you know, it was honest and natural. It was and yeah. Sure. Until next time, 
and it was pure talking and you told your opinions that are true. Yeah, that's all we could do. Right. Yeah. So it's not, it's not made up or nothing. It's the truth about how people act. They're disgusting. They're horrible. And that's the note we'll end on for this week. Phone to watch. Oh, he's 11, 1960. <laughs>